Greetings, and welcome to a special quickie episode of Ending the Sexual Dark Age. I'm J.V. Altharos, and in this bonus show, we're addressing the issue of coming out as a bisexual guy when you're already hip-deep in swinging playmates. BMV asked this question on the website, but considering we happen to have a friendly neighborhood bi-male swinger who went through exactly the same thing, it made a whole lot of sense to turn this question over to Cooper and his crew over on the swing set. We will always try to get you guys the best possible answer to any question you might ask, and let this be a reminder that when you ask us a question, you've got an entire team of willing deviants standing ready to give you a helping hand. Welcome to Life on the Swing Set, the podcast. This is a podcast special. We were asked by our good friend J.V. Atharas over at Ending the Sexual Dark Age podcast to answer a listener question of his. So he forwarded that over to us, and... We're going to answer it here. I'm Cooper Beckett, and with me here is... Hey, everybody, it's Ginger. This is Dylan. <laughs> that was Robot Dylan, and this is Shira B. Katz. Thankfully, Robo Dylan will be helping answer this question. Yes. Okay, so this is... <laughs> <laughs> this, is this is a reader question. I had a revelation a couple of months ago that changed my whole outlook on our sexuality. My wife and I have been swinging on and off for a little over 12 years. We are now of sufficient age and openness that our pool of play partners is the largest it has ever been. We have always been into the foursome dynamic, and much of our enjoyment came from the compersion. I was feeling an awkwardness during many of our encounters surrounding the MM contact. The awkwardness came more from how the other man would react, not from my fears or hang-ups. I then realized that if my wife can enjoy having sex with both men and women, why can't I? I approached her about this, and we went in search of a man who we could experiment with on a bisexual night at our local club. We did have a successful threesome in which both men did have oral sex with each other, and we had a satisfying true threesome encounter. The positive encounter pushed me to be more proactive in looking for and enjoying full foursome encounters. However, we have yet to have a second encounter where the other man is open to this sort of contact. I want to start disclosing that our ideal play involves play where there are no bounds specific to gender, that we prefer but don't require a full foursome experience. However, my wife is hesitant. She feels that it will limit our play pool. I don't doubt this. Men who we could normally play with, those I would respect their boundaries of, if I remain straight. What kinds of things can we do to express an openness to this style of play without scaring off potential partners? So, what can we do to help this gentleman? Whew. I think it's awesome that, I mean, just hearing 12 years in the lifestyle and now coming to a place where something is new and exciting. I mean, not that it wasn't exciting before, but I just, I think that's amazing to hear that someone's sexuality has evolved Um that, that, that they recognize it in such a distinct way after that long of a stretch. I think that's just awesome. So I'll start there. <laughs> that doesn't help, but I just think it's awesome. Yay. And I will say that more and more on the lifestyle sites, I am seeing men putting bisexual or bi-curious in their profiles. I always believe that if you want something from the lifestyle, you should put it in your profile because that's how you will get it. And yes, you may be limiting some of your pool, but you just uh, you did just say that your pool of play partners is the largest it's ever been. So maybe you won't get as many new play partners, but hopefully you still have those existing play partners. 
I will say that when I uh, came out as bi-curious and then uh, labeled myself bisexual, we did not lose a single play partner. It was something I'm very uh, empowered by, that we didn't have to go through that loss. I also think, in terms of you may get... It's true that you may get fewer, you know, inquiries and interests and dates simply because you are kind of, you're, you're getting more specific in the type of play you'd like to do. So reading into the fact that you get, you might get fewer dates because you specify bisexual on your profile well, you also might get fewer dates if you specify other things that are more specific types of play on your profile, whether that's specific BDSM play or a specific BDSM dynamic or um, any other specific type of play that someone just might not be into. So simply because you might get fewer dates and fewer people might be into that kind of play doesn't you know, don't read into that any judgment. That's just fact that mm -hmm. there are fewer bisexual people out there. That's just how, or people that are looking for that kind of play. And that's, there's no judgment there. It's just how it goes. And so the, the bright side of that is you're getting more dates that are more up your alley and more specific to your specific type of play that really turns you on and so in that sense it's excellent and i will say that putting in your profile specifically that just because you are bisexual does not mean you will want to have sex with every male on there that is worth noting because for whatever reason um, men seem to look at bisexual and say well that means you're going to want to get on me you know, you may want to experiment a little bit with your online profiles uh, if you do that. Uh, if you subscribe to two or more uh, different swinger services or, you know, anything that will let you meet up with people like that, you may just want to try changing one to add, uh, you know, your more refined interest to that profile and see what happens. And, you know, my guess is you may, you may get a lower hit rate, but, you know, like Ginger said, you might get or a lower initial hit rate, but you might get a better... Uh, continuing relationship or continuing play session with someone that way. Uh, plus, who says you can't revert changes? I mean, if you do that and you find that you're just not getting anyone anymore and nobody's interested, you can always set it back. There's no little black book that, well, I guess little red book that, uh, you know, people keep where they just <laughs> scratch off names uh, if they see someone's buy. Usually they just click off of it, and chances are you might come up in a search later, and if they, you know, if they check you off, they're not going to remember you, um, you know, after a short period of time. So try it, see what happens, and, and let us know because, uh, you know, we had some discussions uh, maybe even a year ago about uh, bisexuality in the swinging community, and there have been, you know, lots and lots of talks going on ever since the whole Desire uh, episode uh, <laughs> about that kind of stuff. And I think it'd be interesting to see where we're at now as opposed to then and a year ago. So try it out and let us know how it goes. And one last thing, uh, you might want to 
think about asking your wife if there's anyone specific that she's worried about losing because of this. Um, it, it seems that if she, if you guys have a pretty big pool and you're not looking to bring too many more people in, it might she might be worried about someone specific. It's worth a conversation. Absolutely. So I hope we answered that question there. Well, this has been a Life on the Swing Set special uh, to partner with our good friends over at Ending the Sexual Dark Age podcast. Thank you all for swinging by. Thank you. <laughs> when in doubt, Robo Dylan to the rescue. Oh my gosh, that's priceless. This has been a joint production of Life on the Swing Set and Ending the Sexual Dark Age. There's lots more sexy non-monogamy talk from Life on the Swing Set, the podcast at lifeonthesingset.com. And for a wide variety of sexy sex education, listen to the Ending the Sexual Dark Age podcast at sexualdarkage.com. I want to start disclosing that our ideal play involves play where there are no bounds specific to ginger. Yeah, specific to ginger. I know. I like <laughs> ginger. There no, no bounds specific to ginger. There, there are no bounds specific to ginger. <laughs> And that wraps it up for this quickie episode. So quick, Shara couldn't even make it, as she's otherwise detained at the moment. Many thanks to the Swing Set crew for addressing this so quickly, and we look forward to future collaborations as the opportunity may arise. See you all again in a few days to talk about the ins and outs of ass-fucking. Until then, this be me, J.V. Altharos, reminding you that sex is one of the greatest things in life, and there is always room for better.